0: Oh geez.
1: Recorded live.
2: Hi, it is Wednesday. I'm doing a short call. Um how short that'll be, we'll see. And then um we get on hopefully money Mike's show. I think it's one four two three zero six. Anyway, I'm going to chit chat with Mike a bit. Um am supposed to have a guest, hopefully that happens. But anyways, we're talking about Let's just say that's, and how people act at the court and things they worry about which just not insignificant to anything to be truth be told it's not part of your show, I mean call court day or but yet we say these things and as if they hold water, they don't, and that's because as myself, I was alert, okay. I thought I knew a few things. I got up in court and said, you know, about the League of Ease, can't do that. And I want to know, I came here to challenge jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, I said one time. And judge was like, oh, you don't want to, like, he was like, and that's when the bell came and stood next to me. And I said, well, we could talk about that another day. And I said, okay. I should have talked about it that day. I mean, really? So, anyway, Mike, you can go over what you were saying about, we were talking about birth certificate, maybe, you know, how or, like, your signature, I want to say about that. That's something I want to talk about. When you signed, you paid for that particular home, house, and... You know, I thought you know. I'm like saying I'm not saying that's not true. That I don't know it to be true, and I don't know if it's not true. I just don't know. But
1: anyway, if it was true, as I hear, great. But how am I going to prove that? Well, I'm gonna to go to the bank.
2: Let me look at all your books, your records. I can't prove it. So why even bring up the hot? Why even talk about it? has it doesn't hold water. If somebody coming at me saying I owe it that, that's fine.
1: So Tell me a bill. Let us verify that. And who said it? This piece of paper,
2: even Carl was talking about that today, Mike. So this piece of paper said I owe it that okay, that's probably good. <laughs> Where's the man, the woman who's gonna stand behind this
1: note? Say that it's true. <laughs> Those kind of things. What do you think, Mike?
3: Yeah, I think people need to learn to just keep it simple and basic. There's not really that many questions you need to ask. You don't need pages and pages of crap.
2: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. And that's what I tell us. We've been going over that. If For example, if Mike asked me to, you know, let's say um, put him in a new sink in the bathroom because the other one is broke, he bought a brand new one, why I need to have Mike sign 10 pages just because I've changed his sink and we agree upon it, the amount, but I'm getting him to sign 10 pages? I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, if somebody told me to sign 10 pages, more than one page, if it's on whatever I need to do, it should be on that one page. If it's anything else, I think you're lying to me. Something's trying to trick me. That's the way I look at it. It shouldn't take you that much to say, even if you did one paragraph, I'll give you that on that one piece of paper. I'll read it, see what's up you know, then I'm, I'll i be more likely inclined to sign it. But you're going to send me two pages, three pages, four, oh, oh, something's, uh-uh. Right away, I'm like, something's wrong. It's not right. It shouldn't take all that. Oh, they say, oh, it's the usual user form, usual user contract, that it just basically saying that you don't come, pay this bill. Come No, I'm not going by that. I don't understand it. And I don't feel like reading all that, and I ain't going to read all that.
1: That's a bunch of crap. I ain't going to do it. You trying to trick me? Really? I ain't playing that game.
2: So that's another thing about all these pages and pages of stuff. You know? And I'm like this. I mean, I can't tell everybody what to do. Credit, I guess, is a good thing if you use it properly. I mean, i just inclined not to use it. I'd rather just work for what I need, you know, and it's paid for. I owe nobody nothing. I have, I can sleep good at night. If I don't have a job for a week, a month, I'm okay. I ain't got to worry about somebody looking, uh, where's my money? Where's my money? You owe me this. Uh-uh. I don't like to live my life that way. That's ridiculous to me. So what's your thoughts about that, Mike, all oh, in debt and um, getting yourself into these, you know, whether it's a big home, a bigger car, more, not so much bigger car, but an expensive one? Well, well,
3: going back to the paperwork, uh, a guy I was talking to a while ago, let's just say from the state of New York, he was dealing with... Um, property taxes and he got some piece of paper where it was written that he owed $29,000 and other stuff on top of that and he said he listened to Carl and then when he talked to me he took my advice except he ignored me in one thing that instead of asking one or two questions he actually asked 10 questions in his letter but he wrote a pretty short letter except for that there was 10 questions. And he said that he got a letter back saying that his house was going to go up for auction. And he, he, he shouldn't have, but he ignored it. He said, whatever, I sent them my notice. That's fine. And so he ignored everything. And then um, right before the auction, He decided to go and check it out and his house was just freshly removed from the auction. And then the next day, which was a few days ago, he went and checked at the courthouse and the records show that his bill was paid in full apparently by him and his wife. But he didn't pay a penny.
2: And it's all because he wrote
3: a letter. He wrote one letter. He was was a little bit over the top and and put ten questions. That was silly. He only (laughs) needed two, maybe three. But one letter, and they just decided. He didn't even answer them. He didn't talk to them at all. Wow.
2: Isn't that wonderful?
3: Wow. So I would have played it a little different than he did, but it worked.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but they... No sir, when they I I guess it's this way. When you see certain things, you know, okay, I better not mess with that guy. You know, it's no more than you see a bunch, for example, if I'm a woman, so I see a bunch of women and I might say, ah, I'm gonna bully somebody You know, I'll be with a couple of my friends and one of them is like just look at me like, Don't even say nothing. Just give me that stare. I like say in my mind I'm like, Okay I know I better not mess with this woman. (laughs) You know, it's like you get it. And that other woman hadn't said a word to me. But certain things, or if they say certain things, then I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. You know, so it's very significant. And I get it, you know, when Carl was saying, you know, when the judge told him, when you act like a man, you know what to do. And a lot of people are like, I am a woman, I am a man. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: but you're not acting like it, you know, because you wouldn't know what to do. So that's so significant and so important because, you know, if it's like I threw you in the woods, anybody, I don't care who you are, and just just give you one week, you have to survive. That's it. One week. Can we do it? You know, and nobody's going to give you no tools, no nothing. Just have the clothes on your back and just throw you out there in the middle of the woods. Let's see how many survive. If you're a woman or a man, you know what to do. You'll make it happen. You You know, I'm just saying. It's, it's it's sort of like I guess to say. It's within you. This knowledge is already there.
2: We just don't tap into it all the time. Cause I know I can say about me become spoiled, if you will. Just used to go in the store buy my food. I don't take an even thought that. Someone had to plant these seeds. Even if they use a machine, it still had to be done. Someone had to,
1: when it harvest, pick it and wash it off enough and then get it to the store. You know, the farmer, all that along the way, let's just start with the beginning. But who's planting the seeds? Then they have to pick it when it's harvest. All I know, I bought it from a store that
2: said, I don't even know at one point, you know, how stuff grew, how
1: it it just happened. You know, and this is all the steps that's important. And, but, you know, so
2: one, it's like one day I get thrown in the woods or whatever. Can I survive? Do I know what to eat? And that's why I take into consideration even now. I'm, eat, you know, sometimes I'll see dead in the I'll grab them eat them, you know, to keep that in my body. Because sometimes if you haven't had something so long and you eat it, it can make you sick or it's just not so much as bad for you, it's just that it's working something in you, out of you. I don't know. So it's good to do that just to survive
1: if you never know. What do you think, Mike? Yep. So it's, it's wonderful
2: Um, getting back to the Lord, learning about that. I don't wait to something happens. I mean, it's not like I got a ticket, but I listen to when people get tickets, what they say, what they do. You know, that helps me, even though pretty much it's like I, I think I know what to do. I mean, not that to say I have that experience again. It's just, you know, when I talk about my plate that I have, I had no idea, no clue what would happen. That unknown, (laughs) sometimes I say, oh, well, I was a bit nervous about it, but, you know, it's like I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, I I believe I'm doing everything that's correct. I'm doing no wrong. And I did check out it, you know, and I saw everything was correct. I, I didn't anticipate, you know, then I said one, police least could be um, you know, just give me a hard time, give me a ticket anyway. He could be a rookie not knowing too much. Then again, you just got some people have an attitude, their ego. Who knows? <clears throat> you know, anything can happen. So what would I do? So you don't know. You just adapt to the situation. You know, and that's pretty much what I, I had to come to conclusions of, you know, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. You know, whatever happens, happens. Let's see. And I'm so happy I did. And so now I know the true answer, you know. And I'm going to stop by different police, different um, counties, which is good because you would figure, okay, this one count They know. I right, and yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm. Right now, I'm working somewhere really far from where I live. It's almost about an hour away. And I have no safety inspector, nothing. So far, I haven't got stopped. But
1: if I did, what would I do? Let's see. So, Mike, um, let's see who's on the call. Just me, you, and Guest Five. You want to hop over to Money Mike's show? Or you want to stay here? What do you want to do, Mike?
3: I don't know what's
1: going on on his call. Yeah,
2: because um, me, either. I just wanted to keep some things because somebody can come back and listen to this. That's why I'm recording it. You know, let's talk a bit more about the debt, the foreclosure thing. You know, it stopped for right now, you know, the woman we were talking about, and there are some other ones who had some problems. But at this junction you have any suggestions, let's say, you, well, you heard much of this foreclosure didn't happen, I mean, right now, but they might be working up something officially. who knows what. Um, at this point, what you believe, you know, could be done, you know, I mean, I would say nip it in the bud and stop it completely.
3: Well, I already told her what I think she should do, but she didn't want to hear it. She's got her own idea of what's going on and what she's got to do, and I don't know, I don't think she's going to listen to anything i I would say I would say to her,
2: well, what did you suggest? Let's start from there and we can build up on that now, well, see with this is information, anybody having an, a foreclosed situation um but everybody case, let me just say that, throw that out. There. Everybody case is unique to them themselves, everybody case is a bit different but yet some ways the same. So I want to make sure I say that, you know, some some have different reasons why they maybe couldn't make the payment, or in this case, you got inherited some property, but in this case, basically, it was a reverse mortgage. Um, I don't know too much about those because I haven't done one of them, but I kind of think they work a bit different than a regular foreclosure. because from what my understanding is, maybe I'm completely wrong, I want to say that, when I hear them advertising on I heard, them on TV and heard it on the radio, reverse mortgage, your home is pretty much, less they pay paid for almost paid for, regardless of the amount you owe. And what you're doing, you're taking a loan. And let's say your home is worth 200,000 and you pay everything up. Let's say about 10,000. dollars That's all you owe on your home. But maybe you ran into some situation you got left a job, you out, out of the job, got sick, couldn't work in or you knew you was let's say getting an operation that was going to lay you from working for maybe 2 3 months, maybe almost a year and you wasn't going to have the money to make those payments, let's say, you know, just to make your life easier. So you only owe 10000 The house is worth $200,000. let us say you took a loan for 50000 So now you owe 60000 plus whatever the interest or whatever that may be. And that's sort of how they give you the money, and you will never have to pay it back until, you know, when your house, Either I guess you die, or whatever way that reverse mortgage worked. Like I said, I don't know much. I'm just going by what I heard or saw on TV, watch how kind of explain it, you know. Um, and so let's say once again, the house is worth two hundred. You you owe ten thousand. You borrow sixty,
1: and you don't have to pay it back right now you know, until, you know, the house is sold, I guess,
2: and they keep the house, or is it that you just pay that amount back? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I really don't. And let's say in her case, her parents passed, you know, and, well, there's a debt. Or did that debt was satisfied, and if it was, there should be a paper trial to prove that, and Then, if someone do come after you, unless you have the proof that it was paid off and all the paperwork concerning that matter, then sometimes even the paperwork don't have to always be true, but I just rely on the man and woman to come forth to say that that is true and always, and if so, you know, bring forth the
1: bill. But just to stay in honor and, you know, because it, but that's the other thing. If when
2: you, if they, your parents died, then, yeah, you inherited the home. And you also inherit the debt. Know that. Whenever it was owed, it's like it's your bill now. That belongs to you as well. So that must be paid. But even if, if you don't know was it paid or was it not, you, you have to have the proof that it was. You have the paperwork. You have the proof, and you want someone to come forth to say it's not true and verify. It.
1: You know that's the way I see it. How What are your thoughts on that, Mike?
3: Well, really, I don't care if it's a billion-dollar house and you owe nine nine hundred million. You just write a letter and offer to pay whatever you can afford to pay per month. You can't order. You you can't you can't make your million dollar a month payments. Offer them five hundred bucks a month if you can only pay three hundred. Borrow two hundred. Offer them five hundred anyway to start paying. Yeah, offer save, them five hundred and
0: get evicted.
3: Save save your house. <laughs> Get on a payment plan, save your house so they stop the foreclosure action and then get them to verify the debt and try your funny stuff after you're on safe ground. But if you oh, go into you. if you go into bankruptcy court, you're in debt and you're in dishonor not paying, you're gonna get clobbered, they're not even gonna to listen to you. Yes. As and soon as we... you stop paying, you're in dishonor and it's over.
2: Yeah, and that's playing thing about this honor thing, of being in an honor and uh, knowing that. Um,
3: if you borrow 50 bucks from me, okay, you're a debtor, big deal. It doesn't matter. But when you stop making payments and you don't call me, you don't write to me, you just disappear, now you're in dishonor. A debtor is okay. A debtor in dishonor, that's a double whammy now. You're a deadbeat in court and you're going to get clobbered. Deadbeats don't stand a chance in court.
0: Mm-mm, you, mm-mm. Pay? you ain't even going to make it to court. You owe me $50. <laughs> that
1: ain't
0: going to be no case. We're going to be marching around you at 3 o'clock down at the Martin Luther King Center. Mm hmm. Mm <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you going to borrow $50 from Tyrone and then disappear? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to your mama's house. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, mm-hmm. she better make some good baked chicken and some good toilet greens. Mm-hmm. I don't forgive debts easily.
2: Who said that? Hey, how are you?
0: <laughs> hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just listening to, to this man talk about somebody disappearing and owed him $50. Mm-mm. Tyrone ain't going to play that. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, there yeah. they won't they owe Tyrone $50. And they thought they was going to answer their Do I owe you $50, by the way? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All you oh, owe okay. me is two tickets to your wedding. Two tickets. I ain't selling yeah, tickets. two tickets. You know I just oh, bring them. God, no. <laughs> All
2: right, let me just finish this up with Mike because somebody actually really needs help, and we can. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. We can go Money Mike's show. I don't want to take that Wednesday night away from him. I'm just quickly trying to go over a couple
1: of points and things, and hopefully someone will get some help. How about that, Mike? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I wanted to talk, that's what I'm saying. I had got knocked off the car, I came back home. So, about being an honor, you know, if somebody said, you know, that um, my mom owes some money and I was handling all her affairs, what have you, I, that's me. I would, uh, you know, if it's, oh, I'll write a letter say, I'm not aware of this Oh, but if it's old, you know, send me a bill. Let me check some things. But meantime, here is uh, I'm gonna send you a hundred dollars. This is all I could do
3: right now. Huh? I wouldn't even do Isn't that. I... Don't don't no? even don't even challenge the debt. Don't rock the boat. Make an offer to pay and send a payment check or money order, something traceable, and keep a record. Send it registered mail. So you have Mm -hmm. a record of it. You have a photocopy of the money order. You have a photocopy of your envelope. You have the signature return green card thing, whatever. have a complete record of it. But make them the offer in the letter. Tell them in the letter that your money order for the first payment is enclosed. And if if they have to accept it, if they refuse it, they're saying there is no debt or the debt is paid or forgiven. And if they refuse it, the only reason they can refuse it is if there's a defect in the instrument. Like if they tell you you forgot to sign it or if you made it out to the wrong amount or you dated it for 10 years in the future, they have to identify the problem if they want to reject it. The only other option they have Is to negotiate with you, but you don't have to negotiate. If all you can afford is five hundred a month, that's your word. That's the best you can do. You don't have to budge. But that's the only Mm -hmm. thing they can try and do is negotiate. Once they've accepted the payment, it doesn't matter if they cash it or not. Once they've accepted it, they've accepted the new payment conditions and the new payment plan. They can't bitch anymore. And if they want, they can look in their UCC, their Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, and all that other crap. It's in there. Their own rules. They have to take it. It's the best you can do. The corporation cannot cause harm to the man. If that's mm-hmm. the best you can do, that's your word. They have to take it. It's in good faith, putting your best effort forth. They have to take it.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep. The
3: bank can't. The bank can't say that they're going to starve if you make a five hundred dollar payment instead of a twelve hundred dollar payment. The bank can't right. say I'm going to be I'm going to be hurting if you don't pay me the full amount. Whereas the man can say, Yeah, I can't pay the full amount, and if I pay more than five hundred, it is going to hurt me. It's going to hurt my family. Oh. Food out of my kid's mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I just say hopefully this helps someone and that doesn't mean that you do owe that debt. It's just trying to keep peace and make peace. Stay in honor. And then and once you're in honor then you can work out well but with them um you know, they need to uh verify that that that's a real debt. You know, that's sort all of the what you can deal with.
3: Once they've accepted the payment, they have to stop the foreclosure action, because now it now you've basically you're at zero again. You still owe a debt, but you're not behind. If you keep making your payments every month, your account stays at zero every month. It's when you stop making payments, then you're then you're it ends up negative and it builds up. Correct. Even but, if
2: they go ahead.
3: But once once they've accepted the payment, they have to stop the foreclosure action because they've agreed to a brand-new contract that you offered them, and they accepted.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
3: once you're making payments, now they do have a duty and obligation for sure to verify the debt, to prove that they actually deserve the money that you're paying them because, for all you know, some other servicer or lender or somebody else broker can come after you and say no you owe us the money and then you're going to have to start paying them and sue the other guy or is it going to be a big terrible mess or whatever but you have to make the payment stop the foreclosure so now you're on safe ground you have a little bit of breathing room and then you can start making them verify the debt because then if they can't verify the debt then it's theft and it's fraud and it's all kinds of other stuff because you brought it to their attention and they didn't correct their mistake. Therefore, it's intentional now.
2: And you've got the proof in, in living color, so we say. And that's
3: how you box them in. And that's how you squeeze them. And that's how you get them to settle before court, which is the goal. The goal, in my opinion, is not to sue people it's to get them to settle before court.
1: Mm-hmm. Quietly and private. That ain't on the men on that one.
2: Yep. Yep, yep. You know, before anything come back or happen. Yep.
3: But people get well, too emotional. Everybody gets all mad. Everybody gets all scared. Everybody gets all confused and freaks out, wants revenge, wants to save the world, all this other crap. You got to get your emotions in check. It's, it's law. There's no room for emotion. Like you got to think facts, black and white, bare bones, get it done. There's no time mm-hmm. for sitting around crying or whatever, big ambition without just, focus on the mission, get it done. No emotion.
1: Mm hmm Yeah. So I hope, you know, this helps somebody and certain help for me. Um, Not that I have it that at
2: this time, but yeah, it's good to know. I know, but it's good to know it unless they improve way of doing things. So that's a one it's wonderful. So, anyways, uh, what do you want to do, Mike? Southeast Texas, Tyrone, right? I guess that was Tyrone. I guess
1: seven. Um, any more you want to say about this, Mike? Sorry, so. All
3: right. Everything I just said has been on my call. It's pretty much all been on Carl's call, Gus's call. Everybody's heard it a billion times. Nobody wants to listen. That's up to them, but it's nothing new.
0: Nothing
3: complicated. It's nothing new. It's nothing complicated, so I don't know. Hearing it one more time might sink in for some people, but...
2: Yeah, and let me throw this out there. Uh, I was listening to some calls today and uh, by call and I happened to hear a call with Mike, Gus, Jazzy Red, and no less little, little Bill, um, and call on the call. So I'm gonna just tell you a couple of episodes. You can look them up yourself. Was two zero six, again two zero six. Other one two three four, two three four, and two three five and 428. And it's talking about foreclosure, talking about debt, um, IRS debt, you know, it's the tax debt, if that's even real, or is this, <laughs> some people believe it do, so, oh well. So once again, that's 206-234-235 and 428. These are some episodes that, Once again, Carl was talking on all of them, and some of them, Mike was on, Gus, Larry, a little bit known as Little Bill, Jesse, Red. I was on the call, too, but I don't think I actually talked. I I did a lot of mostly listening. How about that? And it's good to listen to these things. Um, Then after, the more, I'll say it for me, the more I listen the more it cleaned up my language, the more it, it makes sense. And it's a significant why I wouldn't use certain words, why I wouldn't say I'm, a, you know, a pill like this case. I didn't like what happened. I didn't like the outcome. But that's their case. Who cares what the outcome in their case Here's What's going to happen in mine? So that's more important. And so when you when you start listening, the more you listen it's not just listen but perceiving it, taking it in and um really observing and getting the knowledge you know within that is usable to you, and you understand what's going on here. Because then once you've got a couple of words as I've heard call say this is it's certainly I've done it." You know, I was learning on the go. I was learning, okay, I'm a woman. Okay, I got that part. So I'm going to get up a call and say, I'm a woman. Then what's next? Uh Duh, I don't know. So then I had to go back and listen to kid. Oh, he said this. Oh, then I go back to the court. I'm learning one or two things at a time.
1: I wasn't ready. Okay? I certainly wasn't. And so, you know, I'm, unfortunately,
2: so you win some, you lose some. You know, if you lose this, not to say that's what I wish for anybody to happen, but then you, I've lost their mind. But I've learned, I mean, I got foreclosed on. But great, I'm glad it happened. Number one, I know what what could happen. And let's, let's go here. The house wasn't mine in the first place. Let's go there. That's something I want to talk about. Number one. I didn't completely pay for it, so how could it be mine? How I go around telling, this is my house, my house. And if you look on your paperwork, which most of us, I guess, didn't do, I didn't do until I start learning this stuff. I'm like, okay, where's the original note? Where is this? But if you look on the paperwork, guess what it says? You're a tenant. And rightly so, it's not yours. So how could you claim it's yours? You know, now the work, if you're, the belongs to somebody, that's fine. That's great. You've been painting. You've been cleaning the windows. You've been cutting the grass. Well, I'll tender you a bill to pay me. You say you're the owner? Great. Fine. But just because I'm saying this to sound good, learn why and how. And that's what I'm saying. You say, oh, Carl said this, Carl said that. Then I asked them, why did call said that? What was he talking about? What was he referenced to? What, did, what was the main reason why he said these words? What was he talking? I don't know. It just sounds good, and they can't do that. cause come on, you know. And not to say call lying because he's telling the truth. I mean, it does work. And but if you don't know how to implicate, it, how to do, how to use it to you, you're wasting a lot of time. And then you back and forth, and like, oh yeah. I, I'm listening to call. I put this in there. I'm gonna write this in my paperwork. Before you know, you got four or five pages. Too much. How hard is it to say, "I'm willing to settle with that"? You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, you settle with that with saying you said I owe this money. Fine. I'll come to this fruit. You don't. Basically, just prove it. Come forth with a bill that I may verify that bill be true, or if it's um, another case, you say somebody said you did something wrong, you caused them harm or damaged them, great. If I have caused you harm, I'm willing to sell that. Just simply show me the evidence, show me where I did it, prove that it was me.
1: Fine, I'm, I'm a commentator. I have no choice. You put me in the box now. I got to do it. So,
2: these are the things upon my heart, you know, it's much, much more I can go on to say, but, you know, as I said, this is Wednesday night, and I just wanted to do a short call, um, talk about some of these things upon my heart, I mean, and because I hear so much of it so many times. As I said, I know much more than I actually share on these calls, and I'm going to keep it that way because if it took me time to learn. I mean, I do... And Mike said it, Carl said it, Gus said it, you know, Larry Bill Bill. Many, many kind of calls say the same thing. How many we still some of us are still at day one so to speak. And kindergarten still don't haven't gone beyond that. Which is sad, you know, whether you put putting that significant time in to learn or not to say you're not courageous enough, not serious, not wishing to know the stuff, but to put the time in, do the work, most of us, we short on that. How about that? (laughs) So I was at one point. I had to, I'm telling you, when you remember dealing with my case, I was trying to skip through, just come on the course. Okay, that's a few questions. Oh, okay. Because actually, that's how I was really, I kind of learned that way, you know, quickly on the go, and I kind of put it together the goal mark, but not this. <laughs> I had to actually, I remember taking two, three days, and just completely each day, not even going to work, staying completely home, and just listening to calls. And I started, say, so start from take one, oh, my goodness. And those early calls, I mean, it's detail for detail precept form precept, I mean, how he was
1: explaining this stuff. I think it's more in detail, you know, that I hear on the call, you know, especially the earlier ones.
2: You know, even now I have a great ear for it. It's like my ear is tuned for it now. It's like if you tune the piano, at first, the sound, you know, E might sound like a C. You know, you're just not completely tuned there. Now I am. And Carl, just like when I did call call, and he, um, because I was having a hard time, I felt no one was answering. I was sending the green card, getting that back, register the mail, and no one was answering me at all. In a couple of months, a month or two went by, and I still don't hear from these people. I'm writing these letters, nothing. And so happened that I called Carl and I got him on the phone and, and I was telling him what was going on. And he just, he didn't tell me what to do. He simply asked me a question. He said, why haven't you had a process here? I said, wow, I didn't think of that. He said, how do you know that man is in the office every day? If you really think about it, before Donald Trump was the president, of course, you, a lot of us know. Or have heard he own hotels this and he own many business. Who's to say he's in his office every day and he has a hotel in New York, but he has a hotel in New Jersey, in Atlanta City. He has different. Who's to say which one is he at? But somebody is taking his mail. Sure they signed it, for, but that doesn't mean that man got it. So what I did, processor, okay, whether he got it or his office, but somebody gonna you have to get to him now because it been processed. That's like, like saying, Hey, you got this and we know you got you you better do something about it. He has no choice in the matter. And that's when I began to hear from him. The bank, you know, the uh, president of the bank.
1: I'm not gonna say his
2: name. Anyway, oh yeah, and that's another thing. Um the service company, um that who was servicing the loan, um basically I was right to them, but obviously they're not the one that's in charge. And they're not the man or woman. I'm looking for the man or woman who's claiming to make a owe older debt. They just managing it, is, but they have nothing to do with the debt. So how I found out, I remember Dan Benham, he was on Angela's show, and he said how he asked about buying stocks in that company. And to, you get to be surprised. So I went and I called up the service company, and finally got them. I said, um, how are I said, how are you guys doing? I said, how I would buy go about buying some stocks in this company? And they said and one lady said, Oh, you have to talk to the bank. I said, Oh, well, thank you. I have to talk to the bank. I said, Well, which bank? Who's the bank? And she told me the name of the bank. Woo! I said, okay, thank you, ma'am. Have a nice day. I went on Google looking it up. I found the bank, and I called the bank. And I knew who was the president of the bank, cause, but
1: this guy was very clever. He hid his first name. So just like Mike, your name is Mike Miller, you know, and you would just put M, M,
2: Miller, M. Miller, and you put your Miller name, and that's basically what he did. And So I had to, once again, I did a link, and that that wasn't correct, because I didn't have this man's full name. I had Paul in his name, and finally I looked it up, went back to Google, and finally I found his full name. (laughs) And I I actually um, sent a, a letter to him, and Next thing I know, they did a complaint, file a complaint at the court, which was wonderful <laughs> to me because now, I, you know, I'm able to, you know, I'm getting in touch with them. And then the next thing
1: happened was I uh, was wanting to answer that. I was reading the complaint. Oh,
2: my goodness, I was getting worried. I'm not sick, sick, but it's like, oh no, I gotta do all this stuff. They all in this complaint? Are you kidding me? And um, then I remember getting on um the Skype group call which Mike had, and I asked, I said, they saying I need to fail. I didn't fail my, lien and time. I you know it's a statute of limitation, and I remember. Mike saying, well, who who could tell a man uh, what time he has, something like that. Basically, it's no time, well, man or woman's not held by a latch. And how uh, I think her name is Barbara from Nova Scotia, I guess, she um, sent me, uh, she actually sent me. a recording well, it was one of the calls he was actually talking to Carl on the phone. He was talking about that how man is not here by a ledge, where that's found that, all that. All it got my it did my heart good because <laughs> I was a bit worried about this big complaint, I gotta go answer it. Then I was trying to put something in writing. But I always wound up with two pages. It's like I had a lot to say. And Excuse me, guys. I had a lot to say. I had all these pages, and it was still too much. And I would have had Jazzy read, Larry looked over it, Then, and then he got busy. I couldn't get him. Then I would come on Gus' show, and Gus helped me out. And I remember Gus writing once, twice for me, maybe two or three times. He wrote three. He said, because I sent him what I wrote. And he said, Quilla, this is what I think he tried to say. And I looked at it, I'm like, Wow. How <laughs> it's like
1: it was shorter.
2: The words were a bit different than I was really familiar with.
1: And
2: after those three then Gus was really busy, but I was I'm so grateful to him that he actually did take the time out to do that for me as well as Mike and many others. And ever since that, and so how it went, the clerk of the court, she's the one who signed that complaint. And so I was edged still, since that's like she's the one who sent it to me, and she's the one who signed it. Great. But then I'm sending her back a response to the clerk, and as I send that response, which is referring to who's, whom, saying I owe him, After I responded, I uh, filed my answer. I'll give notice at that particular court case. But be understand that I put the whole a box and I put the name of the court at the court, the address of the court, the clerk's name, and the case number within that box. And then the rest of it, I wrote my notice. And how I would give that to the clerk, she found I sort of made two original copies, if you will. And then I would take my copy, my um, original, make copy, and then send it to the other side. And I also wrote to the clerk of the court that I'm going to be sending this by registered mail, regular mail, on, let's say, the, on the 27th of December. So since I said I'm sending it on the 27th of December, I'm not going to send it on the 26th of December or the 28th of December, or the 30th of December, because, oh, I got busy. I'll just send this later. Guess what? I just committed fraud. I just lied. My word is nothing. I said I'm sending it on the 27th. I better get it in the mail on the 27th, and that stamp better be on it. Okay? I'm, I'm a woman. That I don't care if the other side is crooked. They doing wrong. I'm not going to get wrong to do it. There. I'm going to be in honor, correct, at all times. So. The record will show. If I need be, I bring my court, my claim at that court. I can prove everything I'm saying. And I have clear records of saying that. And then now I can ask, is there some reason why you didn't answer my claim? Is there some reason why? Let them be on the hot seat and explain that one. So, anyway, that's what I would do each time before I sent something to that man or woman. Okay? That's what I did. It worked very well. Because I was working in the private sending them letters, and they decided to put it in the public, their case, not mine, and, you know, request I come at the court to some sort of hearing. So, but I was doing everything in writing. Okay? And it worked very well, and they was willing to sit with me out of court. I have all my paperwork to prove this. Okay? So, and I didn't do so well with that. I didn't know what to say. Once again, I was learning. I was doing very well. I learned a whole lot, but I didn't have a complete story. And so, but at the end of the day, I say I did win. Why I say that is because I learned what not to do, I learned from my mistakes. And today, if I had to do it over again, I'll come out like go. I'll win. So, Anyway, that's what I'ma say. Uh, Mike, you have anything to say, or an ad or comment, or question, anyone for that matter?
1: Mike, uh, is, is anyone else on the call?
2: Guest seven.
1: And is uh, is money Mike I, having a call right now?
2: Yeah, and it's one four two three zero six. So we want to hop over to here. We can still talk about, I guess, this stuff
1: over there. That shouldn't be a problem. What, what? Um, what was the number? What was the number I said? Hey, what happened? Did you hang up on me? No, I will never know the number to Mike's call. Mike? Hey. Hey, I said.
3: Uh, Tell me you didn't hang up on me again. Now I double will never know the number to Mike's
1: call. We'll take care of the dude. One four two three zero six, right? Holy cow, it's up on me three times? Things getting kind of old. (laughs) Hang up the phone. Not yet, at least. Yeah. So are you going to Mike's call now? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go to Mike's call.